One thing I'm learning, right? God wants to, and, and we'll talk about this, t- this today because we're talking about the abiding, anointing. I've been doing a, th- a three-part series. I never do series, and I f- totally didn't know it was Pentecost this week. It just landed on happening to be me talking about the fire of God that rests on us. And uh, I just feel like as of... I'm just noticing that we need so much. We need to be in a place where we're allowing that abiding glory to come and transform us on the inside. Amen? Amen. Don't you want to be transformed? Come on, you look at your neighbor and say, I'm in the process. And God is transforming my life. I am a new creation. Yeah, you are. And, and you're going to begin to look more and more like Jesus every day. And we thank God for the, the anointing that abides, right? I, I talked from, I, I just spoke to you out of uh, 1 John 27 last week. That I didn't really go into a whole lot of other scriptures, but I do believe this. I believe that's the most important anointing on your life. Is that when you come into that place, you receive, you abide in the presence of God. I get all these beautiful kids watching me today. This is great. This family is so handsome. The beautiful kids. And I just, I, I want you to be in that place of being ready to receive at the end, end of service, really. We're going to have, we're going to pray for everyone. And I know that the, the Lord's going to do some, some powerful things. And, you know, you give me an opportunity to release the fire of God. That's like my, that's my thing. That's my favorite thing. Like Pentecost is my favorite. All right. But I want you to really, really, really hear me when I say this abiding, the anointing, is the most important thing. So remember the scripture. How many were here last How many weren't here last week? Wow, okay, that's a good amount. Okay. But I'll just hit that scripture, and then we'll get into what I, I was going to share for today, because we need the increase. How many know we need an increase of the anointing? And so 1 John 27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and do not, you don't need anyone to teach you. I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to reiterate everything, but I do have to hit a couple points from last week. This same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And I'm just going to say this, the anointing teaches you, right? We haven't, Paul said you have many instructors, which is good, and you don't have many fathers. That's not good. We want more fathers. But, but there, is, there are teachers that teach you, but you can't learn. Listen to me. Listen to me. You cannot learn unless the anointing teaches you. It's the anointing, it's the presence, it's that abiding glory inside of you that speaks to you, that teaches you, that opens up your your ability to hear, see, and know what God's doing. Okay, and that's where we want to live from because all the rest is just bonus. (laughs) It's all bonus material after that. (laughs) Because Jesus said this, he said that, that the Spirit of God was going to come upon you, and as Alicia already talked about, we, we get the best thing, right? It was better for him to leave, and to re- we receive the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to show us, to speak to us, because now he's on the inside. 
it's better than walking with him like the 12 apostles did and all his followers. It really is. I know we don't believe that. But I'm telling you, we've been given the greater works and the greater thing is Jesus Christ inside of us. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing, as Paul has said. It's, it's really true. And so we cannot deny the fact that we need more of him and to abide in this place of, ab- of abiding in that anointing so that he speaks and he teaches us, right? And he says this at the end. He said, the, it is true and it's not a lie. It's just as I taught you, you will abide in him. And, and the, this abiding is necessary for us to walk in the truth and the light of God. And I'll just say this, and I didn't do any announcements, none. I just went right in, right after it. It's only Tuesday prayer anyway, okay? But Tuesday prayer has been really, really powerful. And God wants to touch, what's that? Oh, market days. When is that? Okay, we have market days in Concord, right? Yeah, so we're going to go and we're actually going to, I don't know if we're, are we having our own tent? Okay, we're going to have our own tent. We're posting up in Concord, and we're going to just pray, pray for people yeah. and be light. Okay, on the streets, how many want to do that? I got five people. Come on, Come on now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post more information, and we should get together and just have, you know, kind of a, a little powwow before we get out there, okay? But it's going to be awesome, and this is, this is not a new thing. This is something that we're going to continue to do. And we've been doing it on the side without telling y'all. But it's time to activate the gifts that are inside of you. Amen? And so we just want to go and serve on the streets and see the Lord do mighty, mighty things. And we want to win people for Jesus. And if they go to church and conquer, that's okay. Amen? If they go anywhere else, it's okay. Come on, because the harvest is not mine. It's the Lord's. It's the Lord's. It's the Lord's. If I release it, come on, it's going to come back. And not that I'm doing it for that reason, but I believe that, okay? And so this anointing that we're going to get, it, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to come and minister to us. I want to just say this. The, when the anointing comes in like that, listen, I, I realize this, that there's a lot of warfare that goes on when you're in a, in a church that's going after the things of the kingdom. I'll, I'll say it over here. There's a lot of warfare that happens. I know people don't like to talk about warfare, but there's things that happen that repel you, that cause you not to show up on a Sunday or a Tuesday. And, and it's not about checking your box. Please, 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 okay? I'm going to say this because some of us can't handle the heat. And it's easy to step back and move away when God's doing things and, and we don't even realize it's spiritual atmospheres that are attacking us. See, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, powers, and principalities. So if you don't see it as a spiritual war, you'll never understand. So that means that the abiding glory that you're to carry keeps your mind straight. Look at me. Keeps your head straight. You don't have whispers. You don't have, when it, when it comes to, oh, okay, we're going to have meetings or whatever. You don't get all uh, slugged. No, I'm telling you. I'm, it's, it's definitely a spirit. 
So it's, there's, that's what happens when we get like, I get lethargic in the Holy, in, in, not in the Holy Ghost, in some other ghost, right? <laughs> you get lethargic, it's spiritual. And I know some of you don't believe me, but that's okay. The reality is this is what happens. This is what keeps you from fellowship. These are the things that keep us locked in to old patterns. And God wants us to be free from that. And that comes from abiding in him. If, if my life walking with him is not, um, is not healthy and is, is, is lacking, then these things come at my mind. I'm, I'm, this is good. You're going you're gonna to learn something. These things come at my mind to move me out of the way where God wants to minister to me. And I promise you that the Spirit of God wants you to be locked in and wants you to be locked and loaded and ready to go. Come on, these guys always say that on Tuesday. They come in, we're, we're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. And they are. So I know. But there, there has to be that within us. And it's not about striving. Look. It's about this beautiful devotion to Jesus that I just go to the water. And he begins to release the water in, the, in, the, in his presence to me. And so I have to just say, there is, and I know stuff comes up, and I'm not, come on, I'm not talking about, you know, if you got a miss for whatever. You know, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about your daily life. I'm not even talking necessarily about church. Because people get confused. Oh, he just wants us in church. Well, yes, I do. That's a no-brainer. But the reality is, if you can't walk free during the week, you're going to have a hard time getting here on Tuesday and whatever other, other thing we're doing. Like fellowship and, and embracing community isn't just check, check, check. That's messed up and that's twisted thinking. All right, I'll stop there. I'll stop. So I just, I felt like, man... God, you want to pour out your spirit in such a way. And Jesus is the baptizer. And God wants to empower you. So we, we talk about Pentecost. And Pentecost is powerful because it's really the celebration of two things. Remember, and I've taught this before. It's Pentecost when, when Moses went up to the mountain and God wrote the word of God by the finger of God. This is what we're celebrating on Pentecost. Are you with me? Are you sure? You think it's all about tongues of fire, and it is. Don't get me wrong, because that was the first time when God showed up and he, he gave himself and showed up. He came in fire and wrote the word of God. He released the word, the, the first, the law. But Jesus came to fulfill all that. He came to fulfill it in himself. He came to bring it all, all by himself, the rest of it. Amen? And so... I just want you to look at a couple things because there are things that I feel like we, we look at and God wants to empower you because he is the source of a river and the river is filled with fire. The river is fire that comes from heaven. The baptism that, you, that they received, and, and, and let me just say this, Acts 1.8, when he said, you shall receive power, was speaking about those 120 that Jesus went into the room, and I don't know if all 120 were there. It says that he showed up in, in John 20.21, 20, and he walked through the wall, freaked them all out, right? Translated right through the wall. 
and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Ghost. And he blew on them. And now the same dudes that couldn't keep their eyes open, (laughs) they couldn't tarry one hour, were now given instructions to go. Go to the upper room at the ascension. Go back to the room where I, I breathed on you, probably the same place, right? And said, wait, just wait. He didn't say go wait one hour. (laughs) Now they've been given because of the breath of God, because of the release of heaven, because of God's holy breath, because of the Lord's voice over them and his release over them, they were now able to tarry. Mm. All of us, everyone in this room, everyone in this room has been given the breath of God. When you received Christ, the breath, the wind of heaven came to your life. That's just the first payment. Come on, the down payment, the seal. It's the seal. Do you understand that? It's the seal of God that came upon your life. And then he gives us instructions to wait. Now, see, I was just having a little conversation with some people this week about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And let me just tell you, the gifts are empowered by the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You may walk in gifts and giftings, and you may walk in healing. I I agree. But when you're empowered by the Spirit, when the Spirit of God is now dwelling in you, because he said, I will dwell in you, and I will come upon you. In John 16, you want to read about that? John 16, he instructs the disciples saying, I will just, I'm not only going to live in you, but I'm going to be with you. And so this this is the Spirit of God being released over your life to baptize you, to to fill you with the fire of God, and to release the fire of God through you. It's upon you to do the work of the ministry. You got that from last week, right? Because this, this abiding anointing, this anointing that comes from the Lord himself is there for what? Just to know him. And you know you can't receive it by impartation. Are you all right? You can't receive it by impartation. I know I'm talking to a room that loves impartation. But you can't receive it by impartation. But the Holy Spirit with fire, if Jesus is the baptizer, then I can receive more. It's the more of God. And it's getting me ready for the other things that I'm about to do. Because I cannot heal the sick without a baptism of fresh fire. I cannot raise the dead unless I have a revelation of the baptism that I'm the one that's baptized by the, by the fiery one. Right? So here. All right. Let's just go to Daniel. I know. I'm starting in the Old Testament. It's all right. It's going to be good. Uh, where was I? There I am. And I just want you to see. So Daniel... Is before before the Lord, he's having all this basically revelatory experiences, very much the same as what John, the Revelator, had, right? And I'm just going to hit verse nine and ten of chapter seven. Chapter seven, verses nine and ten. And when you're with me, just tell me. Word. Word. Wow, you guys are fast. So you have Daniel, he comes in and he go, enters into the, and he enters in to a trance, a vision, whatever you may think it might be. 
He says, I watched till the thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and his hair and his head were like pure wool. And his throne was a fiery flame. And its wheels were a burning fire. And fiery streams, it's a lot of fire. It's a lot of fire happening. Fiery streams issued and came forth from before him. And so if we look at this, really the translation is a little skewed, but it's, it's speaking about the fiery stream, meaning there's a, there's a pouring out to the next generation. There was an outpouring to a generation that was chosen, if we look at it, without me getting into all the semantics on it. But there, it was issued. It was already prepared for a generation to receive. And God has called every one of us because, look, there's no way. There's no way. I've seen too much. <laughs> I've seen. I've heard too many testimonies, and I've seen too much. There is no way that all this fiery presence of God was saved only for the apostles. Because just in Acts 1, 8, and, and, and 2, it tells you that there was 120. That's a little more than 12. Come on. And they were baptized with a baptism of fire. And they spoke in other languages. And I believe, right, the Bible tells us that they spoke in, in, in literate languages that were of that time, but they didn't speak those languages. And people that were all in Jerusalem were there to witness, and they said, wow, they're praising God in this language, in that language, whatever it was. And I believe that the Lord can do that, and I've heard of testimonies of God doing that through people. But then we get the gift of tongues and a baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's a heavenly language that God wants to release for you today. If you don't have it, you'll get it. Depends on how much you want it. And depends on how much your head thinks about it. Right? Because we get so temporal with stuff. I don't feel anything. And I'm not coaching you into something. Because I want the real deal to happen to you. I want you to receive a fresh baptism of fire on your own. Because you're thirsty, you're hungry, you're desperate. And listen, God wants to empower you for the next thing he wants to do in your life. And this is that, that spirit of God that drops upon you and gives you, gives you, empowers you to do the work of the ministry. Wait a minute, do I have to go to Ephesians chapter 4? Because it wasn't just for the apostles and the prophets. It was, for, it, was for the, it was for the ministry of the saints in the earth. And that's where we're living. We're living in that era. And so I can tell you of times where I could literally, I could literally feel a bubble go over me. I could feel the Lord upon me. It was like last week. It was, it's like this week, right? It's just God empowers me to do what I need to do when I need to do it. He empowers you to do what you need to do when you need to do it. If you're tapped in to the presence of God and you trust that the Lord will show up when you need him. So that means I'm not afraid to step up to someone and say, I see that you're limping. Can I pray for you? I see that you need the Lord. <laughs> I see that you look like you, you need prayer. 
And the Lord will give you boldness and words of knowledge and things that come from heaven. Because why? I've already, listen, you've already made a place where the abiding glory lives. Right? That's the anointing that abides. This is the anointing of fire that comes upon you. And it's a streaming river that flows from you. It's this very thing that, that Daniel said. It comes from the throne of God. Oh my goodness. Are you, are you awake? No. I'm telling you, it is from the throne of heaven and it's for you. It came to you. It, it, it's available to you. It's the place where God comes. He shows up and he releases things right from the throne. You know the throne's mobile. This water's dangerous, I'm telling you. Look, it's lopsided. Did you hear me? The, the throne of God is mobile. Are you dwelling where the throne is? Are you living where the throne is? Are you abiding where the throne is? Or are you abiding somewhere else? Are you abiding outside of that place? Because the Lord, and I said this last week, imagine, imagine this. And I'm, I'm preparing for it. It's going to happen like this. I saw it. I saw it. How did I see it? I saw it last week. I saw it on Tuesday night. I saw shafts of light come into this place, and it was landing on people all across the place. Shafts of light. And everyone, almost we, it was almost the whole room went into an encounter. I felt like the whole room went into an encounter last week. I totally feel like it was like that. Like all of a sudden people locked in and didn't know what to do. When God shows up, we should not know what to do. As soon as man puts their hand on it, then we're, then we're messing up. Unless I have the mind of Christ, right? Unless I'm walking in the spirit, unless I'm listening to the Holy Ghost, unless I'm walking in that place. And you, listen, every one of you in this place, you have the mind of the Lord. You have discernment. You have the spirit of understanding. You have those things. Why? Because in a baptism of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 11 says those things rest on you. Knowledge and might, it rests on you. See, the Bible says this, that Jesus, when he was baptized with water, it says that the Holy Spirit came down and rested and what? Remained. Every one of you, every one of you in this room, every one of us, the Spirit of God must remain. Or as Bill Johnson said, am I, am I like, you got to walk gently not to scare the bird away. Right? I don't want to scare the dove. I don't want to grieve the dove. I don't want to, and the dove is just a picture, right? Like I said last week, all of a sudden we have these doves. They're nesting on our porch, on our front porch. I'm like, what is happening? Two eggs. I got home. I'm like, did they hatch yet? Like, they're my children. What is going on? We have baby doves? But there's something, right? Because doves, they don't hang out on my porch normally. But they decided they're going to camp out. And that's the, right? The Lord wants a place to camp out. He wants that place to rest. He wants to abide in a place with you. And then blow 
Holy Spirit fire on your life. So it says this. It says that the wheels are a burning fire. The wheels of God. That means God's direction towards you, it's a burning, burning. He's directing things towards you. He can steer the throne towards you. Oh, this is going to be better even next week. No, because we're going to talk about that anointing that just takes over the room. Because it's more than just something that drops on you. You shall receive power. Right? I, I walk in the abiding glory. I walk with him. I live with him. I move with him. I do all that. But when I, when I set my mind to do something, when you begin to look at people and God begins to open up the heavens over them. Right? There's, got, there's a, a man named William Branham. And he used to just sit and wait. And literally he would tell hunting stories. A, a tent full of tens of thousands of people. He'd tell hunting stories. He wasn't reading the Bible. As a matter of fact, he probably shouldn't have taught the Bible. No, I'm just saying because it wasn't his anointing. His anointing was to have revelatory words and release the, and heal the sick. And he said he'd, he'd be like this. He'd just be telling hunting stories and, and he goes, you know I'm waiting for something. You know I'm waiting for something. And the angel of the Lord would come next to him. <laughs> How many want the angel of the Lord next to them? Of course we do. Of course we do. So there's been, there's been moments where we can sense, ever sense the presence of God, anyone in this room, help me. Raise your hand. If you've not, all right, I'm just making sure I'm in the right room. I'm in the right room. If we sense the presence of God for a moment, that means he's resting in that place. And I don't always have to feel him. The abiding glory, the abiding anointing helps me to know, look at me, know that he's with me. Because I've cultivated a lifestyle with Jesus. So that means if God's not moving in the room, as Smith Wigglesworth would say, then I will move God. <laughs> it happens. You've got to move the Lord. Sometimes if nothing's happening, you're happening. Listen to me. Sometimes when God's not moving, it's you. You're not moving. You're not doing something. Uh, come on. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to abide. And he wants to release heaven through you. And so undeniably, we live from this place where we're asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. And he did say, it's better for me to go. So that the baptizer will baptize you. And the winnowing fork, see, if I don't let the Spirit of God, here, here's the deal. I walk in that abiding glory. God's doing a work inside of me. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, God's doing a work inside of me. He's doing a work inside of you just to make sure everyone's awake. You're all awake. I'm just making sure. The Spirit of God is doing a work inside of you. But when the Holy Spirit comes, even in, in whatever manner he chooses, he will come and baptize you and burn stuff off of you. I've been hit by the power of God so hard 
wake up, come out of it completely messed up. Like, can't walk, talking, slurring, messed up. Drunken glory stuff. And it's okay. It's, everyone look at me. It's okay. It's okay. Because he's got control and I don't. And I want him to do more of that. But do I, do I trust myself to, do I allow the Lord to make me a mess? You hear me? Do I allow the Lord to come in, in such a strong way that I can't function? I'm not saying every time. Some of you do. Some of you just, you know, you're just sponges. Don't take much for a wet sponge. Just a little bit, right? Doesn't take much. But the Spirit of God wants to come to you in that manner. Like fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you are transformed. And something happens. It just, it may wane. It may feel like it went away. But you know what? He's done something. You may not feel the goosebumps. You may not feel fire on your body anymore, but he did something during that time. And so I'm not going to negate anything, right? I'm not going to throw anything out. I, I want a Pentecostal experience. I want the fire of God to touch my life, even though I am abiding in the glory. Even more so, so when we have a whole group ready to receive, right? Then he comes and he releases greater glory. And it's the glory of God that is God himself. That's what Daniel saw. That's what, that's what Ezekiel saw. That's what Zechariah saw. That's what all the prophets saw. That's what all these prophetic encounters, look at me, there's encounters all through scripture where the one who is, his eyes are like fire. He looks at you and you'll never be the same. Do you want the gaze of God on your life? And that comes, I believe, through fellowship. That comes through the two. I've been abiding. I've been waiting. I've been seeking. More than just a Pentecostal experience and I go home and nothing's ever changed. Like, I don't want, I'm, I'm okay with people hitting the ground. I want you to be changed when you come off the ground. It's good. You, that's what we want. That's what you should want. God don't give a courtesy slam. Just get touched by the Holy Spirit. You can go into glory. I've been, I've been stuck standing up. But some of y'all need to lay down. Because you resist God. No, I'm serious. I can tell. You lay hands on someone, they're like frigid air. No, I'm not kidding. You, can t you know the difference, so I know just to move on. I'm not going to try and produce something that you're not ready to receive. Right? And I'm not talking about hoaxing people into something that, that's not real. I'm saying if, if you are, like, guarding. I've watched people that put their, like, goosh. I'm not going down. Boom. Bye. It's okay. It's okay. If you're like, don't make me embarrassed. Don't throw me on the ground. Listen. We got blankets. We'll cover you up. Oh, what are we doing? So Jesus said this. Ready? You know, the, you know it. It's 418. Luke 418. After in chapter 3, John says this. Here's the one. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Right? And his winnowing fan 
is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. <laughs> look, at, look at your neighbor and say, I'm the flesh threshing floor. No, because the, the fire of God, when it comes like that, it cleans you out. Come on. You want God to clean you out. If you're resisting the cleaning, not today, don't, know. You're not resisting the cleaning today. The winnowing fork's coming today. Okay? But the Spirit of God wants you to be ready. And then it says this, and, and gather the wheat into his barn. That means he's taking all the good stuff and storing it up for you. Right? But the chaff will burn with what? Unquenchable fire. So that means there's good inside that the Lord is preserving. So don't worry about the good going anywhere. It's just the stuff that has to burn. The burning presence of God. He is a consuming fire. He's the one that consumes and he releases a fire that changes. And when fire touches stuff, it breaks. It, it changes what it looks like. So we have Luke 4.18, which is the mission, right? It's, it's everyone's mission. It's every preacher. They get, they, we get ordained and, and they speak this over us. I'm just being honest. It's the truth, right? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. To what? Give the message. Give the message of the gospel. Give the good news of the kingdom. Preach the gospel to the poor. To those who are poor in spirit and they want it, he releases an anointing. He will release an anointing. When we go on the streets next, in a few weeks, there's going to be an anointing to release the word by your words. You don't have to pray for everything that moves. You can. If you're like Anthony, you just don't let anything go by. Like he's like, oh, bro, he's chasing after hell's angels and stuff, introducing him to me. Here's, here he is. Here's my, here's my path. Take him. He anoints you to preach the gospel to the poor. Right? And so he wants to pour through you. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So we all are, look at me, there's healing in those hands. Put them up to the Lord. Lord, we receive the healing power of God in our hands. Look at your hands. God wants to release healing power. Healing power in your hands. The healing of the Lord is in your hands. Why? Because he's abiding inside of you. And then when he rests upon you, it empowers you to an even greater degree. You're hearing me? This is, this, is, this is the mission of the church. We're called to heal the world out there. You're called to bind up that which is broken. This is the fast that I've chosen. Oh, come on. I know. There I go. Talking fast again. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty. That means freedom to every man. Every man and woman. Every man and woman. Liberty. That means we're no longer slaves. We're sons of God. And you're called to release that sonship to others. You're called to release the bridal glory to others. You're called to release the very essence of what's inside of you to other people around you. The question is, do you believe? When the Son of Man returns... Will he find faith? Will he find faith in the earth? For every one of us to give the gospel, to be proclaimers of, of the word. I need another double dip. 
No, what do you need it for? Double dip and double portion. There's one portion. It's Jesus. And when he baptizes you, you'll know it. There'll be no question. I'm telling you, when he baptizes you, you will know it. It won't be like a little dab. No, I feel like when I get baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'll just say this. When I get baptized, I got, I got totally, like my whole body was on fire. My whole entire body was on fire. And you say, well, that's a sensation. Yeah, it is. Because if you stick your finger in that socket, let's see what happens. And that's not even 220 power. <laughs> stick it in 220 power, we'll have, a, we'll have an issue. We'll have to revive some of you. But the reality is, listen, when God comes, he wants to hit you like a bolt of electricity. That's what happens. When God comes, there'll be no question that he's touched you. Not one question. And some of us, we leak, so we need a fresh anointing. Some of us, the stuff is spilling all over the place, and we need fresh oil for God to hit. And then he says this, and recovery of sight to the blind. That means when you speak, when you, and it could be open in the eyes of the blind, right? We've seen blind eyes open. That's good. But even greater is spiritual eyes opening to the, to the gospel. And understanding and knowing and receiving from the Lord. Because all of a sudden we've been awakened. It's an awakening anointing. To awaken people all around you. And we can't be, listen, God does not want to hold any of this back from you. Not one bit. Right? And set at liberty those who are oppressed. And let me tell you now, as I walk around, as I'm going airport to airport lately, I'm watching as people are just weighed down by all the stuff that's going on. Okay, and you're called to be light and salt. And that's when I saw these shafts of light. I know that the glory of God is coming. And it's going to hit you even tonight. In a special way. Like not, not the usual. Dab, do, bye. Dab, do. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Why? Because God's favor is on you. And you're going to release that over people. I haven't even done Acts 1-8 yet. You will receive power. God wants to empower you. Look at me. How many know that God wants to empower you? How many know that the thing, the very thing that we feel like we lack all the time, we already have? <laughs> Everyone thinks that they're lacking something, but God wants to... Freshly, he wants to release a fresh anointing on your life to empower you to release the river of fire. And I, I know I, I get like very picturesque with, 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 with the things that I'm saying because he does want to literally release the fire of God through you. Convince me. Really. to ask you this I'll just read I'll read Joel's prophecy because this is the prophetic I'll read it out of Acts 
because this is what today's about, right? And we, it just happened to land on this day, right? I was going to preach on this if it was, you know, not Pentecost Sunday, so it just landed. So I feel like we have an, a, a divine appointment with the Lord today. I don't, I don't say that lightly. I feel like God has a divine appointment for you today. That you will meet the Lord in a new way today. And if it's not here, when you go home and get before the Lord, because some of you may leave this place and feel like, i got to go pray. <laughs> Sometimes I leave church and I feel like, man, i just got to go back before you, God. I need to go back before you and hear what you're speaking and just lay in your lap and just be with you. Do we get like that? Or, oh, no, I'm done. I'm just go do whatever. But we see the, the Holy Spirit falls on the day of Pentecost, baptizes the 120. They come out of the room, upper room wrecked in the midst of a festival. What are we doing during <laughs> festivals? Right? God wants you to be in the midst of people filled with the power of God. We're, we, we, we focus on the meetings in here and getting baptized with the Holy Spirit in here, and that's good. It's okay, and I'm not going to negate it because God does things. But there has to be a, a point where we fall out into the, out the door, and all of a sudden all the people eating ice cream are like, what is happening over there? Instead of slowly trickling out and never ch touching anything, right? Because he wants us. He said... He said, they're not drunk as you suppose. So obviously when the, bapti when the baptizer comes, he releases new wine. It was 9 a.m. in the morning. That's a long prayer meeting. Come on. 9 a.m. they come stumbling out and they look trashed. <laughs> come on, it's okay. It's what the Bible tells us. These are not drunk as, they, as you suppose. Those were the words of Peter. So obviously, a fisherman that probably drank a little bit, because I know the fishermen from Gloucester, they drank. Said, wow, they, they look pretty messed up. And I will say this. On the day when there was judgment, in, on, the, on the day when Moses was on the mountain, there was judgment and 3,000 were slain. We see the polar opposite right here. Because they sinned against the Lord. Now we see God's grace being poured out in power in the midst of Jerusalem. And it says that Peter opened his mouth and he begins to preach and 3,000 were saved that day. Boom. Come on, we got to read our Bibles. There's a polar opposite. God's judgment and then God's outpouring. And I will tell you this, that God is looking for the, right now, for this time, 2022 and the next decade, keep going, that God pours out his spirit through people and preachers, yes, but through the people of God so that we release the pure flame, the pure river of fire into the region. Look at me. There is a river being poured out in the region even now, right now. As we come together, as we continue to pray and believe the Lord, I'm telling you God is pouring out his spirit in the region. Through not just us, but many other ministries. And so are we, are we 
Are we engaged with the Lord? Are we watching what he's doing? Are we ready to receive? Because he says this. He says, in the last day it shall come to pass. And the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than this. Do you see what I'm saying? There's an outpouring that happened in the book of Acts. But we've yet to see an outpouring that's happened in such a way in our time. And God wants to pour it out in significant ways in this hour so that we are filled with overflowing and that when you open your mouth, the flame and the river of God comes out. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit. This is that which Joel has spoken. And can I prophesy to you today, this is that which God which the Lord has spoken through the prophet Joel and through Peter. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. When the spirit of God comes upon your life, you prophesy. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you prophesy. When you prophesy, people are healed. When you prophesy, people are delivered. When you prophesy, things change in the atmosphere. When you prophesy, well, I don't have the gift of prophecy. Gee, oh, Paul said he wanted every one of us to prophesy. And Joel and Peter, and it will echo throughout eternity. This was the generation. That young men shall see visions, not so that we can speak, Speak and brag about who had the greatest last thing from heaven. It's a vision that will change. And it's a vision that will bring continuity to the next move of God. It's a vision that will appear and come and come to pass. It shall come to pass. And old men shall dream dreams. And I believe that some dreams come from God. But not every dream is coming from the Lord. But we want the dreams that come from heaven. And what happens is the, the more you are filled with the Spirit of God, abiding in Him, and there's a fresh outpouring on your life, God, it's not just a service. It's a daily thing. God, pour out your Spirit on my life. God, pour out your presence on my life. God, pour out a river of fire on my life today so that I can walk in what you've spoken over my life. It's got actually nothing to do even with what He's spoken over your life. It's got everything to do with Him. Because he has an inheritance for us, but he's the inheritance at the end. And the reason why most of us can't stick in, in, in with the Lord on certain times and we, we, get, we get ruffled and we, things move us here and there and everywhere is because God, God's looking to sit, set that abiding glory inside of you and then baptize you with a fresh and a new. I'm telling you. Because some wind will come or something will come or some condition will come. Listen, if every condition changed my course, I'd be in a mess. I'd be in a mess. Can you see the signs of the times? Can you see what God is doing? On my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. 
And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Now here's the deal. I said this many times. But God has caused you to be in a position to receive the Lord in such a way that his power comes upon you. That the day of his coming is a rejoicing day. It's an awesome day. It's a great day. It's a powerful day. It's not a terrible day. It's a terrible day for those who don't know him. And I don't think we have an urgency in our hearts to be baptized with a fresh fire. I'm telling you tonight, if the Holy Spirit would give you a burden for what the Lord's burden is, it's called die to self. It's a baptism that kills me dead. It's a baptism that moves every motive, every sick thing that I think I alter, the altar of ministry, the altar of this, the altar of that. It's all in the church. And don't get me wrong, God has supernatural destiny for your life. He wants to heal you. He wants to change you. He wants to transform you. But it is about him and him only. And it's about being baptized by the baptizer. By the one who baptizes in fire. The one who releases that fire that comes only from the heavenlies. It's not strange fire. It's the real deal. And so we get real passive and we get stuck and we get weird with theology and we get weird on all kinds of stuff. And God says, if I just hit you with my fire, all that will burn. Not that we don't have good doctrine and not that we don't speak the truth, but I'm telling you God is wanting to do something fresh and new in a generation. And so, God, we ask, Collins, just help me. Help me now. I didn't tell her. I told her now. I want you to just, I want you to just engage with the Lord right now. And I feel like the Lord is going to pour out something fresh for you. And I'm going to call people up. But you, it's, it only happens when you're ready. Ready? I've moved us to an emotional state. That's good. But when the baptism, when the baptizer comes, he wants to baptize you with the real deal. He removes every place where there's a lie. Every place where I believe a lie. He roasts it. Every place where I feel like I can't do it. He burns it out. Every place. Lord, I thank you that we live in a generation, God. Where you're pouring out your spirit in real time. In real time. It's going to happen. And Lord, you're going to equip a generation. Lord, let it be this generation right here. Let it be those who come through. Let it be people in every other church, God. Fresh baptism of your spirit, God. I thank you for the power of Pentecost. I thank you, Father, for this abiding glory that we live from. But, Lord, we're asking, Father, for this anointing to freshly fall tonight upon people that need a fresh anointing. Rest in this place right now. Rest in this place right now. I thank you for the ministry of angels right now. I thank you, Father. I thank you for the king moving up and down the aisles. I thank you for angels of fire in this room. Lord, release the lightning of heaven, Jesus.